Okay, and welcome to That Reminds Me Of. That Reminds Me Of, the MIF 68.5 special edition episode on... Uh, what <laughs> film are we talking about tonight, Doc? What, if, what have we seen? Talking, we're talking about Black Bear by Lawrence Levine. Or Larry Levine, he sometimes goes by, I think. Yes, sometimes he likes the three-parter too. He likes to be Lawrence mm. Michael Levine as well. Ah, uh, yes. We have all the options. There is so much to dig into in this film. For one, it uh, surprised me about three times. Uh, it just blew my mind with the twists and turns that mm. it takes. And at first I was not convinced and then I was very convinced. But I'd love to hear what you think, just broadly, before uh, we get into a synopsis. It sounds like we watched the same film because I was not convinced, very convinced, half convinced, fully convinced um, at different stages. Uh, but the the thing it did for me was it had my interest all all through. So I agree. that's saying something. I actually had um, I I went from feeling like I like I was it was a little gross, like I was watching something that was <laughs> overly dramatic and curious and just like Ew, what's what are we what is this? And then uh, and then I was suddenly so involved in everything that was yeah. happening, and we can get into that that I was having. Um, almost like a an uncomfortable physical reaction to it and then yeah. it switched again and i was laughing it's such a strange film there's so many things going on like mm. i was actually out loud laughing and my wife was probably wondering what was going on in the other room that could be the aubrey plaza effect which we can get onto yes later yeah uh, hey before we go synopsis can i just just call out one thing that I've been picturing this film with the the cover artwork or the poster or whatever you'd call it and really looking forward to seeing Kit Harrington in in a film. I'm thinking I haven't seen him for a while since Game of Thrones. I really oh, enjoy watching that actor. That's hilarious. Act. I had the, exactly the same expectation coming into this film. I was telling Edith, yeah, Jon Snow's in this next film. Um, could be good. And she's like, Jon Snow, yeah, I don't know about him. I'm like, yeah, well, but he's, he's pretty well known. It's probably going to be all right. <laughs> it's not Jon Snow, is it? Wow. Like, I, <laughs> I think I think there should be, like, Jon Snow should go to court um, for misleading and deceptive conduct or, you know, plagiarism of his face or something. The, the incredible thing is that I have seen this actor who is not mm. Jon Snow. Uh, what's his name? Christopher Abbott. I've seen him yep. in another film recently. Really enjoyed his performance. Uh, and as soon as I saw him in this, I was like, oh, it's that guy. And now when I look at the poster, I can see it's him. But be mm. before I started watching the film, I was certain it was Jon Snow, Kit Harrington. I was absolutely certain it was just him. But I I've seen him in other things as well. He was in that series, The Sinner, that I mentioned a few episodes back. He was in the, in the first series. Oh, is he? Of okay. The Sinner. Yep. And I loved him. He was wonderful. So he's great. He's great. I was almost happy, happier to because I, I, since watching that, I've really had a an urge to see him in something again. I think he's better, maybe, maybe. than maybe. Kit Harrington. <laughs> Sorry, Kit. <laughs> Sorry, love Kit. you, man. Yeah, um, but yeah, Christopher Abbott's killing it. Anyway, mm. I saw him in that film that I talked about a couple of weeks ago. It comes at night, the one where the where the it never came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He was in that. Oh, that he was good. That was Christopher Abbott. He was in that, yeah. Ah, wow. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Joel Edgerton and him. The two of mm-hmm. them were like sort of... Uh, two of, is that my end? Is that that, that, that creepy child like something coming <laughs> in the background? That's that's at my end. Great. <laughs> that's exactly how you describe that film. You know, all this sort of those yeah. weird. Yeah. You if know, you have sounds. creepy children, it's it's probably from coming from my end. Anyway, <laughs> what do you do? There was a bit of that in this one with you know the rustling trees. Yes, there was black, bear, black bears the, in the night. The ever present threat of the black bear. Okay, I think we need to tell people what this film's about because we've, yes. we've just laid all sorts of cryptic clues. So yeah, apologies, audience. Yeah, uh, who t- whose turn is it? Mine or yours? Um, I think it might be yours. I you think you can right. pass it back if you want, but I think I might have to. But because this is a, this is going to be a hard film to do a synopsis for. It mm-hmm. has so many twists and turns and and little you know strange story elements that we have to get right or else uh, people will be lost. But I will do my best. Um, so the film starts with what looks like a love triangle developing um, where a director uh, played by, um, what is her name? Aubrey Plaza uh, Aubrey arrives Plaza. and she arrives in a little country shack and she um, is greeted by a man who we were just talking about um, who plays the character Gabe and they're having this great little moment right off the bat where they're having, you know, sort of fun back and forth. And then you discover that he's got a girlfriend who's pregnant living in this house that that uh, <laughs> this whole film will take place in. And so straight away, there's tension right, right from the outset. And it turns into this very melodramatic kind of three-way tension thing where, you know, um, there's questions about fem- uh, feminism and masculinity and traditional values and religion and and uh, you know arts the arts and living with it a creative partner and all this stuff and they're kind of arguing right off the get-go like and just everything's so tense and dramatic um awkward and very very awkward at first i was i was um you know we'll get into it but i was very uncertain about the film we were watching and then before you know it that part of the film concludes itself and a new chapter begins and Mm. we're watching the whole thing again except this time it's a film set and all of the characters have switched uh gabe is now the director and the 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 two women are now the two leads in this film and uh it's like you're watching what you just saw being being filmed and (laughs) the behind the scenes of the set and then that that story takes its own awkward twists and turns and the character and the, the same love triangle plays out in a totally different way. Mm. It's a, it's a bit of a, it kind of messes with your head, this film. Yeah. Well, good synopsis. I think like that, that, <laughs> that was hard to follow, but that's because the, <laughs> the film is hard to follow. I think it accurately depicted the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think so. I don't know. It's a tough one. Yeah. Two acts where the same story is just repeated, getting uh, increasingly meta. Yes, absolutely. Mm. And so, okay, <laughs> getting into what I was alluding to, the first act of the film, mm. I kind of hated. I was hating it. I was... How long for? All of it. I was sort of mm. simultaneously drawn in and hating it at the same time. Yep. I was like, oh, if this whole film is going to be this fraught, 
I'm going to really struggle by about halfway through. The second mm. half is going to suck. You know, I, I just, I wasn't looking forward to it. I was getting to a point where I was like, this has stopped being fun. Yeah. And then, then the second act started and I instantly loved it because I was like, oh my God, I see what you're doing. This is clever. Ah. I'm really enjoying this. Um, I got to admit that I did have a couple moments of doubt in that second part of the film, that second chapter where I thought it was getting too meta and it was going to mm. be, it was could it could all fall in on itself, but it <laughs> it delivers. The film delivers. Overall, I really liked it. Yes, I thought it was fantastic. I have to say, I think it's ah uh, in the look that the whole festival's been great so far. Yeah. It's in my top three so far. I uh, totally agree. Certainly, I'd, I'd put it. I'd. I'd it's it's it's. It's vying for the top position for me. I, I really enjoyed it, particularly mm. that second chapter. Like I was laughing and just loving the whole film set thing. And I yeah. normally don't go for that because normally was, it feels too like, you know, self-indulgent, but it was great. I made a note to specifically ask you about that, but we'll come, <laughs> we'll come to that perhaps. Yeah. Just on the start, I had the exact experience that you did, although I think my the timeline was a bit different. So the initial scene when the two of them first meet and they're all that awkward flirt flirting behavior yeah. on the walk to, to meet the, the girlfriend. Uh, I was, I had ex exactly the same feeling that I did watching Rose plays Julie. Remember when <laughs> yes. I was feeling really just angry at it for the use of the, the obvious use of flashback. Yes. And then it, it wasn't a flashback. Yes. It was the same here. I just, I, I was thinking, no, I, this, I'm not digging this. But then I think it was when they, there was a clue earlier on at that stage that there was a repetition. And at that point I said, ah, they're messing with us. Yeah. Um, okay. And yeah. really these lines are playing like awkward dialogue because it is awkward dialogue because she's sitting at her desk Did writing you, this. I didn't pick that up. I didn't pick any of that up until until the big reveal of the second chapter. Like I just didn't I didn't pick up that at all. So that's well, cool think, that you did. I think that makes it a better well, that's interesting. I would have thought that would make it a better experience for you watching mm. it, not picking that up. And Yeah. But for me I yeah, I don't know. I, I quite enjoyed the fact that I, well, I thought I knew what was going on, but then it, it still threw me several times after that as to what really they're trying to do. I think you give the filmmaker, uh, you know, more benefit of the doubt than I do, maybe. Well, because think, there's a few yeah. times here where you've, where you've, you've started, because you, I think what you're doing is you're, you're thinking ahead which is probably what any good audience should do. Like, but but where is this film taking me? Mm. What is the filmmaker trying to say to me right now? Oh, maybe <laughs> she's writing these lines that are happening right now. See, none yes. of that occurred to me. I was just in the story going, well, this is a bit crap. You know, like who speaks it's, like this really? Who's ever been different? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, who's ever been to a dinner party like this where, you know, this is bizarre. Um, like no one behaves this way. And so I was kind of hating on it. And thinking, just not giving the filmmaker any benefit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's sometimes just lucky if you stumble on the right interpretation early, because then by by then I was loving the fact that I 
I at least thought they were lines that they were speaking. And, you know, the writer had purposely done everything to make the 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 couple's conversation difficult. Like whenever they could disagree, they would disagree. And if, yes. if that if you think that's played straight, that I can understand that would be a bit annoying. <laughs> I wish um, I could rewatch it with your perspective now. <laughs> uh, I mean, although I did because of because of the fact that I was so drawn into it and yeah, yeah. not enjoying the way it was done, I, I think I really enjoyed the tone. So I don't know. Mm. Hard to say what's what's better. Um, weren't there some? There were some really good little twists, though. Can you remember any any moments in the film that you just oh. where, where you kind of uh, just jolted you? Yeah. Well, there's there's oh, this, there was there were so many. I'm just trying to think of the one. I think I loved. I didn't love a lot that happened before mm. the second uh, kind okay. of part of it. So I, I don't know if there were many twists in there that really grabbed my attention. Um, well, maybe, it all, maybe it we all, should. It all felt a little obvious to me, the first part of it. You know, I think that's probably why. Yeah. What, well, what maybe we should, leave the, we should leave the second part to the second part, perhaps. Yeah. Um, not talk about that yet. Yeah. But... Okay. Let's, let, let's leave it. You're right. Because the second part is almost its own film and it's mm. fun. Okay. Well, well, I just liked there were a couple. There weren't really twists, but some key moments, like when he makes the decision to jump in the water, uh, and I just thought, okay, that's as far as a plot moment. Yeah, that's big. Like he's he can still back back out of this. Um, yeah, up until he's gone in the water, he's just given her a towel, but once he get he's all wet in there, he's made the decision. <laughs> Absolutely, that, you know what's going on, right? Yeah. And and not long after, when um, when she, we're giving spoilers here. I think we've yeah, I think we have to. It. Let's just um, assume that people are either um, okay with that, or they they they've just seen Black Bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, when she catches them in the act, uh, I don't think we we see that scene all that much, do we? Like, no, we I don't, don't really. see people actually get caught. No, you're right. You're ah, uh, yeah. I, no, I guess you... I can think of some, but you, but not not too often, and um, not after. I guess what's interesting about this is that he's so you've got these three couples, and it's these yeah. these three people. It's really hard to sort of give them names and people to even know what we're talking about. But I'm just going to say there's a man, there's a blonde woman, and a brunette <laughs> woman. Okay, <laughs> and in the, in story one, the blonde woman and the man are a couple, and they've got a baby on the way. And the, the brunette woman is the sort of interloper that's come in and yeah. and sets the whole thing off, right? Um, and after after you think that they've gone through this whole arc of, you know what, you know, we're flirting with each other, but, you know, I love you, baby, nothing's going to happen. And then, of course, she falls asleep and he, he goes off <laughs> and and he's just a dirty dog, right? And he's straight in the water with the, with the yeah, other lady yeah. and the two of them are at it. The, the great twist, I think, for me there was, yes, the catching them doing it, but also that she does just sort of smash them on the head with something straight away mm. and and how horrified the brunette woman looks that she's yeah. sort of, she's been playing with them. She's been sort of sort of playing them against each other and loving every second of it. But now that she's been caught, she looks legitimately horrified. And yeah, like, I didn't true. I didn't actually want to cause this this thing to happen. 
Uh, and it's not just that she's been caught, it's that the, also the blonde woman who's pregnant gets gets mm. injured in the process and they have to rush off to hospital, right? So the yeah. whole thing, like her, her little games just suddenly became too real and you get a real sense of that. Well, th- th- a lot of that is the Aubrey Plaza effect because she is so... Yeah. In this film, for starters, she is so hard to read and the um, the other other woman who... What's her name? She's wonderful as well. Sarah she's, Gaiden. Sarah Gaiden. She's awesome as well. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen her in other things and she's been just brilliant. And she was here. Um, but yeah, Aubrey Plaza, when she's she's lying to their faces, says she's not lying and then reveals herself later to be lying. Yeah. So you just can't <laughs> trust a thing she says. And, and she's got a face for it too, doesn't she? She just looks like... She's up to no good <laughs> that, <laughs> from the start. That's right. And and I heard um, her in the Q&A after the film. Yeah. I think it was in that. Or maybe it was in the intro that she did. She did a one-minute intro when she basically reveals herself to be to like that sort of stuff, like to uh. have no distinction between comedy or drama and just... Uh, I think she like she she gets off on the ambiguity herself, and then the yeah. character is is doing the same thing, and then it it's based, it's Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza playing Aubrey Plaza, playing Aubrey Plaza sort of. I got a real sense of that that she I I think uh, all three of them, actually the see now it's it's interesting because the two women um, they play they play parts that are very similar in both chapters of mm. this but have some key differences and those differences and i think they were talking about this in the q a the subtlety of those differences is what made the the role really you know mm. something special for them um but but the guy uh he plays two totally different characters in yeah, some way the subtleties are less obvious there there's there's a bigger gap um even though there are some similarities in what the characters both end up doing you know, so I, I I found that really interesting to watch. Yeah, well, in the in the in the second one, which I guess we'll get to, it sounds yeah. like that was the part that you liked a lot better. Mm, uh, the style is so different, and it plays for laughs quite a lot. I, I don't think that was even the intention to be fully com- comedic, but it was bloody funny. In I was spots. laughing a lot. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting mm. that. I mean, the comedy beats are in there. They seem purposeful, but I don't know if they thought, I don't know how much they, I don't know how intentional that was, but it was clever either yeah. way, whether or not it was an intentional choice or not, it turned out to be clever. So yeah, it's great. Well, should we uh, get into the second part or do you, have you got more to say about part one? We can always circle back. I think we've started on part two. Let's keep going because yeah. I, I want to get back to what you alluded to before and just as a filmmaker yourself, watching the all the film references and it being so meta about the nature of making films. Yeah. Uh, I can imagine that, that that sort of thing would normally crap you up the wall, but I really wanted to know what, how, how you engage with this because I thought it was really cool and pretty authentic. Yes. Whenever somebody talks about writing a film about filmmaking, mm. I roll my eyes instantly and I think a lot of people do because it's just yeah. sounds straight away like a shit idea, right? Uh, but this one... This one took me by surprise. I think there was about 
two minutes where I was rolling my eyes. I was like, <laughs> oh, God, now now what's this film doing to yeah. me, right? We've just gone through the whole melodrama and now we're going to talk about the behind the scenes of the melodrama. That sounds terrible. But then it starts and, and you know, the I don't know. It starts off with, really cleverly with the scene that you see at the beginning of the film and the end mm. of the film. In the middle of this, in the middle of this section, you're seeing the behind the scenes of that shot, which is just um, Audrey's character sitting on a dock, looking out over the water introspectively, and it's kind of a very indie, annoying shot in itself. So that was fun that they used that as the mm. as the bookend plus the way to to get start yep. the behind the scenes. Great idea. Uh, and then, you know, the actress doesn't want more than one take because she feels like she nailed it, and the director goes off at her, who's and and sudden and and you when you realize that it's the same guy that it's the yeah. it's Gabe who was the the sort of kind of um, struggling musician is now this sort of arrogant director in part two. I just bought into it straight away. I yeah. said this is great. It's going to be good. This is going to be really good. And the husband. And he's the husband. Mm. Kind of, it just it, it's quite hard to describe this film, I guess, because there's a lot of ins mm. and outs. But yes, Gabe. The man becomes the husband of the brunette in part two. <laughs> she, they're, they're a creative couple. And the blonde woman is the other actress. And there's still the love triangle. And how manipulative just the, the, the plot idea of him, you know, ganging up with the other woman to pretend they're having an affair to in order to get the performance out of his wife when... You also know the layer on top of that is that they probably they they probably are at least <laughs> wanting to have an affair. Like it's it's a fiction um, sort of made up, no truth made up to be fiction. Yeah, about it, a million times over. It's evil and messed up and uh, kind of genius at the same time. The the arrogance of his character, he. he I hated <laughs> him and I loved him at the same time. Yeah, yeah. It's just because, you know. And you know him too. Don't, and like, totally know him. Like, I know, absolutely. <laughs> Several of them. <laughs> yes. I know these people. I, I've met them. And who, and they get, they just, they do this stuff to other people <laughs> and they think it's all for the art or for the whatever, the cause, and everyone suffers around them. And they glide on through. I know exactly these people. Yeah. So <laughs> I kind of, I kind of, I was hating on him, but loving it all at the same time. Yeah. yeah. It was very clever. Uh, and then all the characters, all the bit parts around him, like mm. those are all people that you know from everything, from every job you've ever been in, but particularly on film sets, they're these, yeah. they're these sort of stereotypical characters. And again, normally I would, I would, I wouldn't be a fan of this idea. Um, but it's done so well, and the comedy I think is what elevates it. Mm. I think the comedy lets you lets them get away with it. There's this great moment. Uh, so they've they've had that initial kind of fight, and you've discovered who the who the players are. Mm. And then the next scene is they they're trying to get ready for the next part of the the, the film that they're shooting. And there's this whole costume wardrobe <laughs> drama going on, and and trying to get coffee for the for, for one of the actresses, and yeah. these the coffee's too hot, and everybody's getting their cups of coffee, and just one after the other running into <laughs> it, running into the lead actress, she has to get a new costume change. Someone else runs into her, she has to co- change her costume again. Somebody else runs into yeah. a screen door, and the coffee goes everywhere. So and and like that sounds silly, but it's actually it plays so well. 
yeah. it's, it's really fun. Hey, I, I thought at one point they were actually, he was uh, like doing a the same job on her as he was on his wife, trying to annoy her to get her in the in the mood. <laughs> I did, that didn't pay off, I don't think. But wow. I thought he was going there. I love that. I, I love that idea, but I don't think, yeah. No, he, just great. he wasn't. Yeah. There, there were little bits like um, just, just things like when Gabe is just for a split second, his monitor's not working and he's sort of tapping his monitor and trying to plug it in. Dude, like, oh, that just gave me a chuckle. Uh, <laughs> I and, know exactly that feeling. And the one of the, um, whatever her role was, uh, AD or script person or whatever, stoned off her head. Can't find the lines. Can't find the lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you, you're really in her world. You're, you're imagining you're, you're there and just... Horrifying. You know, and you're flipping through the pages and you're, you're not even looking. You're just yeah. flipping. <laughs> yeah. I know. These people are... And, and just all the sort of like onset kind of jabs at each other. And yeah. you can see the little groups like, you know, the the makeup artist and the sound, the sound you've kind of their friends and they mm. hate this person over there. And you get all the, all the politics. Like it's just, it, it, feel, it felt so real. It, it was done so well. But isn't it mm. odd and cool that, that second act is, you know, a, a meta take on the first. Yeah. And really, it's it's also just mirrored by the filmmaking process of that film. Yeah. Because they had cast, I mean, crew that ended up being cast, apparently, and all this sort oh, of crazy really? stuff. Yeah. So it's, and they talk about the shoot. This was in the Q&A. Um, oh, I, I, I didn't have time to watch all of the Q&A, so I missed a chunk of it. Crazy. They talk. They talk about the shoot as if what we what we saw was the shoot, almost like they just say it was like a like a, a weird dream, and they only remember it hazily. And that would be, I think I need more separation in my life than mm. that. That that's crazy to make a film that gets that that meta. Mm. Wow. Wow. Well, <laughs> look, I haven't seen a film like it before. I was trying to think of you know what this film reminds me of which maybe we'll get into that and you might have some ideas but i was struggling it's um it's uh, it's uh, it's an unusual one and i can mm. see why they put it as a spotlight film in the middle of the festival because yeah. it stands out for sure yeah definitely think... one to that i won't forget for all, for a long time yeah i agree it's one of it's going to be one of those indie darlings i think yeah absolutely <laughs> I had a couple yeah. of reminds me. Should we? Should we go? Should yeah, we go I reckon. Well, one last thing before we do, mm-hmm. let's talk about the ending. Do you want uh, to talk yeah. about the ending? Well, and which, which one? Well, yeah, exactly. But let's talk about the the end end, 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 end. So, I talked about book ending with the same the same scene. Mm. So, uh, where to even start? But you know, you as you said, you picked up quite early on in the first chapter of this that. You know, she was Audrey, the brunette director in the first part, who's then the sort of the lead actress in the second part, was maybe the one writing the whole story. Like you had that feeling. Yeah. Well, the the film ends with a scene that gives you the impression that actually this whole thing might have taken place inside of her head and is just her jotting down ideas for how this film might come about. Mm. And whether or not she actually 
did something like this in the past and then that's come forward into the script that she's then writing and then stars in later in the same cabin almost or someplace <laughs> like it. Who knows? There's so many ways to read it. What was your take on it? Well, I think just that. I just thought that these are two versions of the script that she's trying to write and neither mm. are the real thing. And it's just her exploring... Um, I assume that she's got this lived experience in her somewhere and that she's just making several attempts to to make it into art. <laughs> so do you um, think that she's in the house by herself or are the couple, Gabe mm. and Al- no, Blair, Gabe and Blair, are they actually in the house with her while she's writing this? Is any of it based on them or... Mm. You know, where are we? It, uh, and maybe maybe even the filmmakers don't know the answer to this. I mean, sometimes I get the sense yeah. that they've just gone, ah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, know? I, I'm with that opinion. I think yeah. broadly she's trying to write and these are a couple of attempts. Sure. Uh, and if I had to get into the filmmaker's head, I would suggest that she probably is in a cabin with a couple of people and, and she's using their likeness yes in her imagination yeah and these and are people fantasizing we, we, we haven't seen right they're off somewhere in the yeah. background but they're basically probably less good looking versions of the two people <laughs> that we've actually seen in the in the film probably <laughs> i like it and you know what's clever about that is that when yeah. you're sometimes when you're working out a story you might go you know oh the film opens it's a love mm. triangle dramatic wait a second that's a bit shit um uh oh maybe it's behind the scenes maybe where the <laughs> film crew actually ah there's some yeah. stuff no nah, it's a bit that's a bit shit too so <laughs> you know what i mean like maybe these are the first two variations of what will end up being some other script yeah now that i think that you've hit the nail on the head mm. i think that's what it that's that was my take completely that's cool i yeah. kind of dig that i kind of dig that i kind of like that you can read it a whole bunch of different ways if you want to as well yeah and it's it's those ways of reading it that reminded me of things like adaptation. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Of the the process of of writing and revising and that sort of stuff. I don't remember it that well, but I'm pretty sure that was the basic gist. Absolutely, and it's been a while for me too. But Nick Cage plays he plays two characters in that too. Are they brothers? I can't, I can't remember. It's been a long time. Um, look, yeah, I wouldn't want to give a synopsis of it <laughs> okay, to be honest, yeah. but. I know the feeling. I know the feeling, with, yeah. Um, yeah, good. And another one is uh, The French Lieutenant's Woman, which is a novel made into a film, but the novel is one of those meta ones with it has several endings of the film, you know, uh, just experimenting know with different, you know, different endings and the, yeah. author, the author intrudes into it, which, which kind of, you know, uh, Larry... Larry kind of does in this because I think I yeah. think there might have been similarities between him and the director, which is creepy. So, yeah. uh, what was the name of the book again? The French, the French Lieutenant's Woman oh, by okay. John Fowles. Good. Yeah. Is fantastic. is it a recommendation in, in in its own right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cool. It's, it's great. Like it's not. You know, you wouldn't read it and say, "Oh, yeah, that reminds me of this film," but it's just <laughs> got that postmodern, you know, playing with form. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I wrote down heaps of of things that reminded me of. So th- there's two. There you go. Um, I can't think of anything. I'm just sort of, I think I'm so enamored by what this film has done that it's just, mm. it's its own thing for the moment. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe tomorrow some ideas will pop into my head. Yeah, well, that's the, it's, that's the beauty of it. I think anything that it reminds you of are other films that, again, play with form yep. and are more about perhaps what the author's trying to say, how the author's getting tricksy on you. Not the author, sorry, the filmmaker. Yeah. Um, so Mulholland Drive was was the other one and probably the main one for me. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. Mm. That's cool. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. what else? The the performances in general, you just dig, digged all three of the mains? I thought all three of them were great. And I think that it comes down to casting because... Um, I know for a fact, having seen Christopher Abbott in a few, in a couple films now, that he's just a great actor, right? I can see yeah, that. He is. Um, I wasn't as familiar with Audrey Plaza and Sarah Gaydon, but I don't think that matters because I can see they're both great as well. Um, and I also think that they're both good casting choices. Like, as mm. we were saying, Aubrey's kind of, she, she's got a look, right? That sort of. <laughs> she's that, crazy. <laughs> she looks crazy. She looks yeah. crazy and she. And she comes off great as a crazy yeah, she person. Does. It's wonderful. Um, Sarah looks, she's just, she looks so, she looks kind of prim. I don't know. There's something, she's got that look about her, right? Mm. Um, and the characters that she plays are both sort of that little naive and yeah. and it works perfectly. So great casting and also great performances. Yeah, yeah, agree. Well, I don't know. Do we have anything anything more on this one? I just absolutely loved it. I love it too. And the, the, the title Black Bear is interesting. It The Black Bear plays mm. a part as a sort of thread, but it doesn't mm. actually really impact on the story much at all, uh, aside from just being a theme, it feels. Maybe the theme is, I don't know, like an outside force coming in, you know, yeah. and disturbing this disturbing the status quo, maybe. I don't know. I'm trying maybe I'm reading into it too much. I have a. I think I've got a take on it that yeah. holds up. <laughs> we'll see. I'll, see. I'll 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 work it through. I took the black bear as being representative of the sort of partially repressed memories of and pain uh, that that both of these parts one and two draw on. So, in the first one, it ends when she goes crashing into the bear. So crashing into reality. Um, and in the second one, she's in the scene, then looks around, and there is reality, the black bear, the, the pain of the memories, you know, wow. looking at her again. Deep. Doc, that is deep. I wouldn't have thought of it that way. That's cool. <laughs> no, and it works. That well, works. The idea of, you know, black dogs, uh, uh, I think that's a symbol for depression, yeah? Yeah. And I don't know if black bear is hmm. officially a symbol of anything, but it... Um, incredible and they both seem to be tied somehow to the Audrey character oh yeah you would yeah so it's like this is her in both stories this is her sort of thing her reality or her depression or her past following her around yeah interesting just just trying to deal with it um Mm. and in that way allow me one more reminds me of yeah go um, for it and that is eternal sunshine of the spotless mind oh Mm. um 
in yeah. as much as if you take that reading that I just said, it's kind of like tr- trying to escape from your memories. Like they're, I know she's sort of reliving them fictionally, but they're they're always there. It's the black bear in the in the background. Yeah, that, um, you're on fire tonight, Doc. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So for my next lecture, I will. Um, <laughs> I'll be covering. <laughs> Professor Dr. Kim Logan, <laughs> take us away. Yeah. Awesome. Probably no- nothing to do with what it actually means, I'd suggest. No, I like it. I like the interpretation. It makes sense to me too. Uh, it just... And she calls she calls him Bear. In she mm. So Audrey's character calls the Gabe character Bear as a nickname. I was yeah. wondering what this, what that meant, what, what, what that was getting at. Uh, and maybe you're right. Maybe it's something from her past. Maybe it's the memory of sort of who they used to be. It's interesting because mm. there's a little yeah. bit of that in there. She says she wants to go back to what it was like before being famous, basically. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. Like there's a lot of easy, if, if we're to be critical for a second, um, sometimes it can be pretty easy to throw these concepts out there and yeah. just let wankers like me make up all this <laughs> meaning about it. We've talked and, about that before, right? Because we've yeah, seen like, it. You know, because there's certain types of people who less love thinking they know what things mean yeah. and arguing about it on the internet. And they uh, can make a YouTube series about the hidden meaning behind Black Bear. That sort, yeah. of, that sort of crap. <laughs> but for the, the person that produces it, they don't really have to do anything at all other than make it mysterious. True. Um, yeah. Mulholland Drive style. <laughs> Which is, yeah. Completely yeah. mysterious, and maybe none of it makes sense because um, Lynch is crazy. But yeah, in he's his just best crazy. Kind of way. He just yeah. dreamt it, like um, like Larry did. He just, yeah. just dreamt it up, and or like John Lennon when he wrote um, uh, "I am the Walrus" and other such things. <laughs> yeah, Everyone's okay. trying to decode decode it, and he's just having a laugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just got high and wrote it down. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it, man. Well, look, I think this was probably the most enjoyable of the films that we've seen so far for, for Miff. Mm, I've, I've liked other films, but this film was enjoyable. This was just fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. On that, it yeah. wins hands down. I agree. Yeah. Well, there you go. Black Bear. Uh, what's next? I don't even know what's next. We better, We should, probably should discuss that off mic. Off, <laughs> off mic. Next it'll on the list. It'll be something from Miff. It'll be from Miff. We've still got, uh, what, four... Have we got four films? No, we got we got three left. We got three films left to go till yes. we're, till we're done with our little run. Oh, what to do next? So many choices. Yeah. And also, there's a bunch of shorts that we've been seeing. Well, I don't know if you've seen any yet. I've seen a bunch. No, I haven't. But I'll catch up to you. And, yeah, um, cool. We might so maybe throw those in the mix. Maybe that's in the mix as well. Mm. Hey, it's cool. I'm enjoying it. I'm absolutely loving it so far. There hasn't been a bad one. Um, no, some are better than others. Some absolute killers so far, but not not a real stinker. Yeah, couple standouts for me mm. for sure. Yeah, and actually, I think they're spotlight films. They've kind of nailed it. You know, like they've they mm. picked the films that are going to stick with people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, interesting. All right. Well, next episode. Next episode. We'll see, see you, you next in time, a couple Barry. days. That's it. Cheers, Doc. Au revoir. Have a good one. <laughs>